Hi, this is Kara Swisher, and I want to talk to you about my new podcast for The New York Times called Sway. If you want to know what people who hold power in our world are really all about, you need to hear how they answer the tough questions. And that is my specialty. And although it might get messy, as it always does, it's also going to be really fun. You can get Sway wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are available Mondays and Thursdays. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Trampoline Hall podcast. Uh, I am your host, Misha Globerman. Let me just warn you right now, this episode may contain mature language. Who knows? It might. Um, Trampoline Hall, uh, as you may know, is a lecture series. It's a series that takes place in a bar, usually in Toronto. I mean, that bar itself is usually in Toronto, but Trampoline Hall sometimes goes to other bars in other cities. What happens at Trampoline Hall is people give lectures on all kinds of subjects, the one restriction being that they cannot lecture on subjects on which they are professional expert. It cannot be their job to know the thing. Um, after each lecture, we take questions from the audience. This, of course, is not a Trampoline Hall, the show in the bar. This is Trampoline Hall, the podcast in your brain. Uh, so it's just uh, coming to you through your devices. And the way the podcast works is that for every episode, uh, we go back through our deep, deep archives of many years of lecturers and choose uh, just one lecture for you. The lectures are all chosen by the amazing Kate Bars, uh, lecture selector extraordinaire. And so she's chosen your lecture today. By the way, if you like the podcast, you should really come check out the show in Toronto. Get on our mailing list. Come to the show. It is amazing. But now, now is not the time for that. Now is the time for this. Uh, I will introduce you uh, to today's lecturer. The topic is a small problem, and the lecturer is Suvankam Tamavangsa. problem. It's excellent to be small in the world. Insects are very small. Their bodies protect them and attract enemies, and sometimes they use their bodies for fun. A spider is small. It uses its body to produce webs. This web traps food for them and wraps up an enemy. They also use this web to wrap up gifts for their lovers in the hopes that their lovers won't kill them after they have sex with them. <laughs> a firefly is also small. It spends all its life eating, eating except for two weeks as an adult. As an adult, all it does for two weeks is look for sex. Ants are small too. Some of them are only soldiers, some of them are workers, and some of them only mate. While it is excellent to be small, it's also scary to be small because you're an easy prey. Being an easy prey isn't a bad thing. Being small is excellent because it's easy to make enemies and die. It's important to have enemies. This is because enemies challenge you, give you something to kick against. An enemy is a measure of intelligence. How they fight back or cope with an enemy tells you a lot of things. In the insect world, there's very little difference between an enemy and a lover. Both end up dead. 
How, how insects die is fascinating. Only an enemy or a lover can make this happen. S small things don't really live long. For this reason, once you start learning how to eat and how to protect yourself, you have to learn how to mate. Because it's easy to make enemies and die, mating is a priority. Spiders live for only about a year, two years at most. For ants, males die immediately after mating. When fireflies mate, their flashing lights also attract enemies. And when they mate, the female kills them right after. Yes, it's very dangerous to be mating, but also fun. <laughs> I am small. I'm four foot 11 inches. I have size four feet, and I weigh about 87 pounds. I think this is enough to agree that I'm small for a grown woman. While this wouldn't, while in the insect world, being small is a good thing to attract a mate, it's not so much for me. According to a book titled, The Rules, Time-Tested Secrets <laughs> for Capturing the Heart of Mr. Wright, A woman must never make anything happen. She, she should trust in the natural order of things, namely that man pursues woman. But this does not work for me. People think I'm too young and so no one approaches me. So I asked my friend Daryl, who's an expert at these things because, um, well, he has a lot of lovers. And he's an expert with the ladies. <laughs> I asked him what he does to make things happen. And he says all he does is say, Hi, I like your vibe. <laughs> or sometimes he says, Hi, want to make out? And then it happens. I tried these moves on some boys, but they thought I was creepy. <laughs> or they laughed at me. In the mating department, my being small keeps things from happening. However, I have found that being small is excellent because it's easy to make enemies and die. <laughs> I'm very good at getting people not to like me. You may not know this about me, but I'm not a really nice person. <laughs> when you're small, um, people assume that you're nice and, and that you want to please them and that you're gentle and that you care about things like their feelings. <laughs> um, but not really. 
really liked this person named Nick, but I told him that he was a social leech. I, I had only wanted him to experience some criticism, but he took this really seriously and wouldn't talk to me for four years, which only led me to believe that I was probably right because if I was wrong, he should have just laughed at it and gotten over it. And then there's my friend Aaron. I liked him a lot, and I, and I wanted him to like me the way a man likes a woman. <laughs> but he was afraid to tell me he didn't like me this way. So I said, um, where he was afraid to tell me that he didn't like me this way. So he gave me excuses like, I'm really busy. My life is really complicated right now. So I just said, coward. <laughs> and once I met this real, I was at this um, book launch and there was this author there and everybody wanted his autograph. I just happened to be standing next to him. Um, and then he said, so do you want my autograph? And I said, um, not really. <laughs> so while it's easy for me to upset people, it's not been easy for me to get them to like me for fun reasons. Because it's easy to make enemies and die, mating, however, has not been a priority for me. When I think of having babies, I'm scared. I just don't think that I'm very suited for that. And if I ever brought up the subject of babies, I think boys would run away from me immediately. And besides, I can't even get the first few steps of mating right. I have very bad luck with boys. However, there was this one time when this guy named Aaron, who lived in Vancouver, told me that his parents were away for the weekend and that he had the place all to himself and that I should come over. I was really excited, but I didn't want to pay $1,000 for this trip <laughs> without knowing that there was going to be some action taking place. <laughs> so I consulted my friend Daryl, you know, who just says, hi, I like your vibe, or hi, wanna make out? He agreed that I should spend this th $1,000 to go visit my friend Aaron, so I did. And then when I went there, all he did was show me the forest and, and some books on his bookshelf. I didn't really know what I was doing wrong, so I called my friend Daryl from Vancouver, and he said I should just say, look, I really appreciate you showing me all this, <laughs> but I really just want to get it on. And I did say that. But then Aaron said that he just really wanted me to show me Vancouver. I do wish I could be more like my friend Daryl, because he really knows how to make things happen. 
I also wish I could produce silk and hand it over to someone and make things happen. Or that I can flash some inner light to let someone know what my intentions are. But I understand, just like there are some insects that are specifically assigned to do some tasks, that this is for the best. Some insects, like for example the termite, have undeveloped eyes, so all they do is build the nest, and it's actually a very beautiful nest. In fact, um, some human industrial equipment can even take that down. So despite my bad luck, I still do believe it's an excellent thing to be small in the world. So just to sum up some of the things I've said here. <laughs> it's excellent to be small in the world. Being small is excellent because it's easy to make enemies and die. Because it's easy to make enemies and die, mating is a priority. I am small. Being small is excellent because it's easy to make enemies and die. Because it's easy to make enemies and die, mating, however, is not always a priority. Insects are small. I am small. It's excellent to be small in the world together. You're listening to the Trampoline Hall Podcast. I'm Misha Goldman. Up next, the Q&A. Hi, this is Kara Swisher, and I want to talk to you about my new podcast for the New York Times called Sway. If you want to know what people who hold power in our world are really all about, you need to hear how they answer the tough questions. And that is my specialty. And although it might get messy, as it always does, it's also going to be really fun. You can get Sway wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are available Mondays and Thursdays. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to really, really help. Are there any questions? <laughs> are there any questions uh, about, about smallness or insects or Sue Vancom's friend Daryl? You may have delivered the first perfect lecture. Oh, this lady has a question. Yes, you ma'am. Will you trust people that come on to you after this lecture? Uh, no. The question was, will you, will you trust people who, who will come on to you after, after this lecture? Why, why not? Because they're more likely to... Because you think that they... Because they're into the easy-to-die part? Maybe. I, I sort of figured the whole lecture was kind of a way to, you know, to, oh. to get some. I was like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's sly. Well, that might have been a suggestion from my friend Daryl. <laughs> did you, did, you, did you, cha you change his name in the lecture to protect him? Um, not at all. You, didn't you change his name? Didn't you call it, wasn't it, was it your friend Daryl? Yes. All right, okay. <laughs> um, okay, fine. Um, uh, any, anything else people would like to know? Yes, you, yes. No, the question is, was there um, any money back from the guy in Vancouver? I thought about asking him for some, but then I felt so sorry for him because 
why would you not take advantage of someone who came all this way? It's not like I lived across the street, you know. Wait, did that make you <laughs> Wait, did it make you feel... Wait, would you feel less sorry for him if he didn't have sex with a neighbor? Um, that's not what I mean. <laughs> I, guess I, mean I think I'm not sure what I understood. Um, I just mean that he was dumb, so I just felt sorry for him. And I just felt taking money from him would just not be a good idea. Right, because it would be unfair, unfair to him? But the, the whole economy is built on taking money from dumb people. <laughs> but I don't have to be like the economy. That's true. <laughs> the economy is enormous, will never die, and has, has no enemies, in fact. Uh, okay, anything else, anything else you would like to know? Any other questions? Did you stay friends with Vancouver guy? That's a good question. What, how, are you still friends with a Vancouver guy? Yes, because I feel sorry for him. <laughs> how, does that, how does that work as the basis? How does sexual frustration and pity work as the basis for a friendship? Like what, sort of, what do you guys do when you, when you hang out? Um, well, I've just accepted the fact that sometimes people just don't like you that way. Right. And, and okay. No, that's fair. No, I th uh, that part I think, although that special way of not liking you, or that, what do you, why do you think he told you, that specifically told you that his parents were going to be away? Like, do his parents not let him explore the forest? Uh, <laughs> um, I think the mistake was on my part. I just assumed things. I think that's a fair, how, I think that's a fair assumption. I think if someone says, my parents are, is, is that a unanimous yes? Is there or anybody who, interpret wait, it, who would interpret that or as maybe, meaning? Or maybe he chickened out, or maybe he changed his mind. Those things are allowable, right? <laughs> I guess, I think they're allowable before you spend the thousand dollars. And then I think, <laughs> and then I think, there's a, I think there's an implicit contract. I think that's, I think that's. Well, I didn't want to force him to do anything. That's, that's, that's fair of you and within the law. That's good. <laughs> Was there a question? Oh, all the way in the back? Yes, you, ma'am. I'd like to know more about your enemies. I would also like to know more about your enemies. Oh, the author who um, asked me for an autograph, and then I said, not really. That one, like... Does he, does he count, do you count him? Do you, do, you, does he, do you count him among your enemies now? Well, I just think an enemy is someone who doesn't like you. Okay. So do you think you do you have do you feel you have a lot of enemies? I think a lot of people don't like me. Because I've said those things and they've also called me names like um asswipe or bitch. <laughs> so I think was, was bitch was asswipe and bitch was the second name? Yes, okay. and also fucking bitch. <laughs> so maybe so for sure with those kinds of terms thrown at you um they probably don't like you. No, but, but that might just that might just be anger, like it, because because sometimes you you like someone, but then you uh, maybe they step on your toe and you're like, oh, you fucking bitch asswipe. Oh. Like but the question, do they, would they stand by that? Like, do you think that if I were to ask them now, like Sue Bankham, what is she like, and they'd be like, oh, fucking bitch asswipe, like, or was that just like an anger? I think yeah, I think maybe some people might say that. Do you think that you do you, do you, do you think that you they're right in that case? Like, do you think that you earned? Yes. What did you what did you do? Um well I called him a social a social leech. So it's a social leech. And you think he's still he's still angry at you in that way? Yes. Right. That's fair. And you stand by that assertion. 
Yes. Okay, so yeah, that seems fair. You guys, you guys have something. Okay, uh, yes, you have, you've had your hand raised. Yes, you, sir. Well, what I'm not understanding is how these people um, imperil your life. The question is how do they imperil your life? How they what? I guess Mo from the insect world understands enemy meaning not just someone who calls you a mean name, but someone who actually might oh. feast upon your flesh. What I mean is, well, as I said in my lecture, that an enemy challenges you to step up. And I think when people are call me names or say those things to me, uh, they challenge me to be better. And does that work? Are you are you like are you are you taking steps to be less of an asswipe? Like, how would that, what would that even entail? I I do try to be nice and smile a lot, like you. You see. That's what I do. But no one's <laughs> no one's tricked by me. But okay, so it's encouraged you to smile more at people who you actually dislike, and that's made, that's making you a better person. Well, um, I just generally think that. Mm, I don't know. I'm just trying to be better, whatever that entails. I don't know the details. Okay. Does that does that answer does that answer your question? All right. Good. Okay. As long as as long as you're satisfied. Yes, you, ma'am. Uh, you right there. Yes, you, ma'am. Yeah. I know. I'm not. I'm looking. I'm pointing at you, but not looking at you to make it difficult. I'm sorry about that. I'm wondering if you think tall, big people get away with being mean, and oh. if they're considered sexy. So of tall, the question about tall, big people is: Are they allowed to be mean, and are they considered sexy? Of course. Yeah, that's, that's one question. Uh, <laughs> um, you can replace in my lecture small with anything. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm just running through so many things in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what a what a nice lecture about left-handed people. What a nice what a nice lecture about lazy people. Like just anything. Is it true? Is it true? Yes. Okay. <laughs> awesome. I I was really nervous and I didn't really know what I should talk about. So I thought um, I should talk about something that could re be replaced by anything. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like that's such a, that's, that, that could be such a time saver for us for the rest of this series. <laughs> just gonna, we could just have, we'll just have three a night. And we'll just put to, so there'll be modular lectures based on, yes, you have a question before I talk anymore. I, I, I like this idea because but I, I kind of want to hear it. Could you try a section of your lecture like left-handedness? Yeah, um, you want to try just a little piece? Let's try, let's maybe, maybe something better than left-handed. Because I was my example and it was terrible. Okay. What? What I did you? Mo would like to hear that. So, oh, okay. Well, let's do it because Mo would like to hear. It. Well, that seems fair. I think the questions can also be requests. Well, it's not really about being small. It's about having, being about not getting things right. I think everybody can experience that. It's just I use small because, well, I, I think that's what I am. You can do. Do you, do you want to? Do you want to do the request or do you want to deny him the request? Um, yeah, because I'm sure, because I'm, I thought we were supposed to keep this for 15 minutes. It hasn't it gone longer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's stop. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs>
Trampling Hall was created in Toronto in the 21st century by Sheila Hetty and is hosted by me. This episode's lecture was chosen by Lauren Bride. The podcast is produced by Josh Block. Our theme music was composed by Matt Smith. Our coordinating producer and lecture selector extraordinaire is Kate Bars. If you enjoyed the podcast, uh, you can help us out by leaving a rating and review on iTunes. It really helps a lot. You can also come check out the show in Toronto. I am Misha Globerman. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.